Thank you for your partnership. And I'm sure I'll make mistakes, but you know me. Don't hesitate to correct me when I make it. And I know you, you won't hesitate. <laughs> but I really mean it. I really mean it. Well, I tell you what, no one's ever done as much as president as this administration is doing, period. I am committed. Yeah, he ought to be committed. But he's not joking. He's not even kidding. Trust in him. He's done more than any president in history at, well, not counting, uh, you know, Bong Bong in the Philippines. I think Bong Bong Marcos maybe has done more in the Philippines. Well, happy Thursday unto you and, uh, and welcome. I think uh, Thanksgiving was a week ago today, am I right? Have you finished all your leftovers? <laughs> so, we still have, uh, we went to the, uh, to the store. We, we got a big turkey, my best girl and I, for day after, for uh, Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Had the uh, butcher at the place uh, saw it in half. And we still have the second half in the freezer. We still got to cook the second half because we cooked uh, half a big turkey for ourselves last Friday. But I digress. And then, you know, we got down to this and, that, and then the turkey noodle soup and, and all that stuff. One week ago, one week ago today. Well, uh, welcome to America 2022. We, have, uh, we got a bit of an update. You know, the luggage thief at the uh, Department of Energy in charge of nuclear waste and all that stuff who shaves his head, grows a mustache, uh, dresses like Nancy Sinatra from 1966, singing These Boots Are Made for Walking, and uh, strolls the corridors of power on Capitol Hill and the Department of Energy, you know, nuclear stuff. And, and uh, turns out that he, and uh, he identifies as he, right, not they, and all that stuff, just dresses like, um, you know, uh, Jane Fonda. And... Uh, <laughs> Who else does he dress like? <laughs> and uh, this guy, and he steals luggage. He occasionally steals nice luggage. What is that? Uh, is it $3,000 or $2,000 luggage? $2,300 luggage, uh, $25,000. And, and it's very expensive luggage, costly luggage, luggage that most of us wouldn't buy, I think. Um, well, nor would he, uh, apparently, uh, because he steals it. But it turns out that he, I told you about the pictures where he's uh, dressed up with the miniskirt and he's got three men on all fours, hands and knees with leashes and dog masks and uh, SM, you know, sadomasochism, bondage discipline. Uh, what do they call them? Harnesses. I think they're harnesses is with the black leather and the studs and, and things, wearing those on all fours. Uh, turns out that he was presiding over, I'm not sure if it was that instance or another, presiding over a spanking, spanking seminar. Um, do you really need a seminar in spanking? Can't you just figure that out? <laughs> Jane thinks maybe yes, maybe no. It's hard to say. The uh, but uh, a spanking seminar, and he's a, an official in the in the Biden administration of the Department of Energy in charge of nuclear waste matters uh, and dog masks, uh, BDSM harnesses, and uh, spanking spanking seminar. You know, there should, maybe there should be more spanking in the federal government with all of the falderall. And the chaos that emanates from our nation's capital, perhaps uh, more spanking would be better. Maybe that would be better um, because there's, uh, there's, there's a lot, lot to, that we should be looking at closely that we're really not. We don't spank. <laughs> Enough. 
is uh, that was uh, that was of course uh, Barack Obama. Has he slowed the rise of the oceans yet? Because to me, he's kind of like a deity, sort of a personal deity. Did you plug the hole yet, Daddy? I, uh, you know, that see that goes back to the guy with the dog masks and stuff like that. It could anyway. Um, yes, and a lot to share with you today. Joe Biden, as you were hearing, declared himself apparently, I think, the greatest president ever. Not sure if he's talking about all countries of the planet Earth or just the United States of America. And he was talking to uh, Native American tribes and uh, as opposed to the other Democrat tribes because there are a lot of Democrat tribes. And he said he's the greatest president ever. And then he was, he was like hitting on a woman standing there. It seemed like he was hitting on a woman. Uh, and with his history of uh, sexual strangeness, showering with his daughter, sexually assaulting Tara Reid, the uh, various other the sniffing, sniffing little children, girls, women, uh, all that stuff. A lot of a uh, lot of things to talk about there, and uh, and talking about this woman who was standing there uh, in ways that men shouldn't talk about women that are standing there, in particular if there is a microphone there, in particular if you're president of the United States, uh, in particular if your wife is also present. But Joe Biden, you know, the rules don't apply because nobody beeps with a Biden. Remember that? Nobody beeps with a Biden. We had to beep it for you. Uh, and apparently that's true. The FBI doesn't. The news media doesn't. So who does? Well, the rest of the world does. But we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, no, the tribal thing, a lot of bizarro Joe Biden moments there. We'll share them with you. Also, a, another bizarro story because the Democrat hits just keep on coming. Five cars rented by Joe Biden's Secret Service burst into flames. Was it Earth Day? Were they self-immolating like that Democrat at the Supreme Court uh, earlier? Or still earlier this year. That was earlier this year. It's amazing how those things, when Democrats do things like mass murders and suicide attacks and self-immolation like Buddhist monks, it's just a one-day story. Shoot members of Congress. Really just a one-day story. No big deal. That's not a thing. Uh, but now we've got five cars rented. This happens when the White House goes in. A lot of people come along, a lot of airplanes, a lot of vehicles. But you still need some extra vehicles, so you rent them. Now, how do five of them set on fire? They'll probably attribute it to global warming. What do you think? Could be a global warming issue, five cars. Maybe Democrats came along, thought they were police cars, and torched them. Because, you know, the Democrats do an awful lot of that, don't they? Mm-mm-mm. We also have, I've uh, mentioned it, but it's becoming more severe. Uh, in the United States of America, amoxicillin, it's an antibiotic, and uh, often used by children, and uh, uh, prescribed by doctors for children, and, and it's, uh, it's a good pharmaceutical. And there's a big shortage under Joe Biden. And the report today is that the shortage could devastate the health care system in the United States. And we're way, way, way too dependent on communist China to produce our antibiotics and, and other pharmaceuticals. And our brilliant polit political leadership on Capitol Hill and in the White House over the years have all allowed this to happen because... Um, a lot of them are dumb, a lot of them are corrupt, a lot of them are not paying attention, uh, and the rest have no excuse at all. <laughs> but those are the excuses for the... Also, it turns out there's a Hunter Biden business partner from one of his crooked, sleazy businesses that was actually hired by the federal government working in the Biden administration now. Hayeva, I've got to say, originally hired by the Trump administration to be a government official, and this is 
You know, that goes to vetting. Remember that word, vetting? That's kind of a crazy thing. Speaking of Democrats and crime, and who isn't, in Idaho, they, uh, the headline is, Idaho police to reverse course. Don't know if uh, residents or any occupants were specifically targeted, as they have been claiming for several weeks now. And now they're like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So we have this mad, like, one-man Manson gang mass murderer from Moscow, Idaho. Well, the murderers in Moscow, Idaho, we don't know where the murderer is from. Um, we presume that it is a man, right? It's a man-man. And uh, police are apparently looking for him. They said, hey, we got some lab results back yesterday. Really, that, uh, that, that usually take that long? Because, you know, the FBI went in there. They're doing a heck of a job. This is uh, really great. Also in Pennsylvania, they got this in Philadelphia where crime, you know, makes the war in Afghanistan um, look tame. They've got this George Soros radical left-wing pro-criminal prosecutor, Larry Krasner, who is being uh, impeached or the impeachment process is ongoing. I'm going to go ahead and guess that he won't actually be removed from office because Democrats love crime too much, and criminals. They love crime and criminals. And did you see in Philadelphia, a Democrat walked up behind a parking enforcement guy and shot him in the head at point-blank range, but just grazed his head because he's a dangerous, murderous, bloodthirsty ghoul and Democrat Party voter. Uh, And um, he has no skills at all, no skills, because grazed the guy, and I'm glad he's going to survive, but there's no reason to think that he should have survived this attack. It was another murderous blood. And apparently, you know, a parking enforcement person, well, close enough to being a police officer. So the Democrat walked up and tried to pump a round through his head. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, Lauren Boebert, congresswoman from Colorado. The media considers her to be very controversial. You know that they still haven't settled that election? Now, what's the date? It's December 1st. MSDNC told us this would happen, didn't they? Past Thanksgiving and, and all that. And they're trying to sort it out. Lauren Boebert is ahead by about 500 votes. Uh, and the margin of error is very, very slender, less than one half of one percentage point. So that triggers automatically a, a recount of all the votes, hundreds of thousands of them. And, um, and even though the Republican, Adam Frisch, excuse me, the Democrat, Adam Frisch, has already conceded the race, they're going to go ahead with the recount because, uh, you know, concession and a win is not enough. Automatic recount, so you get that. Uh, John Boehner was spotted on Capitol Hill yesterday. Did he look drunk? Did he? <laughs> and I say he likes himself a little, uh, little brown liquor from time to time. Um, and uh, so we got some of that. Hakeem Jeffries, a radical left-winger, is uh, anti-American. Um, uh, uh, raised and weaned by a racist anti-Semite, his college professor uncle, who's uh, a, a, an extremist, and uh, Leonard Jeffries, a professor, naturally. That's where they all end up, being professors, right? So they can spread the hate. And uh, Professor Leonard Jeffries, a racist, anti-Semite. You know, it's uh, kind of ironic that they're talking about this guy, this Mexican-American white supremacist, supremacist that goes around with Kanye West to prove that he's a white supremacist. They say he's a Holocaust denier, and every Republican must respond to this. And uh, yesterday, and, and uh, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy was being asked about it repeatedly at the White House the other day by the fake reporters in front of the White House. 
But, the, in, you know, hours later, the Democrats chose this radical Hakeem Jeffries to replace Nancy Pelosi as the leader of the Democrats in the House, will be the minority leader. And uh, this guy was raised and weaned by his radical extremist anti-Semite uncle, Leonard Jeffries, and nobody will ask anyone about it. Nobody will ask. You know, uh, Peter Ducey can't ask every question in Washington, but uh, but they might try. Uh, also this uh, week, so we got that going, and I got some some updates for you on that. We, we got Satan, because the Democrat Party, they love Satan. And, uh, and also, today and tomorrow, the annual, once a year, uh, we here at the Chris Plant Show work to raise money for Fisher House and the Fisher House Foundation. And the wonderful, great people at Fisher House are just, uh, just so spectacular, uh, helping out our wounded veterans, uh, active duty military, and the families, helping out the families. And uh, we've got, uh, uh, today we're going to talk to people with Fisher House, the Fisher House Foundation, and related to, um, related to and had experiences with Fisher House. And uh, we're going to ask you to send in a million dollars, you know, if you have a million dollars. I keep uh, asking every year for somebody, you know, if you got a hundred million dollars, give a million dollars to Fisher House. The phone number to give to Fisher House is 888-294-8560. That's three eights, 888-294-8560. We're going to be talking to Fisher House people today. And uh, still about all the Democrat insanity. All that's coming up. And uh, we are at 888-630-9625. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. have returned and uh, as i mentioned this is uh, for two days a year try to help raise a ton of money for the great people at fisher house and in fact robert from alexandria virginia has donated 500 dollars, and he challenged 500 dollars. he challenged all of his fellow air force academy graduates to equal or exceed his donation god bless america call 888-294-8560 to uh give until it hurts and uh, right now on the phone, uh, calling in, we've got Mary Considine. And uh, Mary Considine is chief of staff for the Fisher House Foundation, but started as a volunteer. Hey, Mary, thanks for being here. Good morning, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. And, and thank you to all the WMA listeners. You bet your bottom dollar. And um, let me, uh, what's going on with Fisher House? You know, people are thinking, well, we're out of Afghanistan. The war in Iraq is over. Uh, Fisher House, what's going on with Fisher House in 2022 and 23. Well, it, it's been amazing. The population of veterans who need care just continues to grow. We have so many service members and families um, who have done their duty for America for the last God knows how many decades, and they're going to need care for the rest of their life. And it is so important for everybody to stand behind them to make sure that you know, for the rest of their lives and the rest of their medical care, that they've, they've got what they need and they don't have to worry about it. Well, refresh people's uh, you know, memories on the number of Americans wounded in combat just, just since September 11th. And the war It's been a long, in Iraq, long decade. Afghanistan, yeah, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands. And the family members, Fisher House is there for the families, right? Well, we can. We think that the family serves too. 
Um, so when somebody is deployed, um, the family is back home worrying and taking care of business and making sure that the burdens are off their shoulders. And when that service member becomes injured, that fight becomes the family's as well. Um, for veterans who even were in combat many uh, generations ago, uh, their families are still going to be taking care of them. So this is a, a long journey that everyone in America is on board making sure that we know that these military families, these veterans are cared for every single day and, and don't have the burden of where are they going to stay during a, a medical crisis for being wounded or injured or ill. Or ill. And that's uh, something that uh, that also kind of gets lost in the conversation sometimes. We could be talking about a Vietnam War veteran or a Korean War veteran who is in a, uh, a VA hospital or military hospital, right? Exactly. Fisher houses serve all eras of veterans and they serve military families as well. So if you can imagine being a, a military spouse dealing with a difficult pregnancy uh, in Alaska, thousands and thousands of miles away from your, your family and your loved ones and having to hop a flight just to get to the hospital. But when you get there, where you're going to stay is a Fisher house. They might not even know about it, but that's where they're going to sleep tonight and they'll be safe and taken care of by strangers who'll become family because that's the magic that happens inside a Fisher house. That's right. I mean, uh, you know, men, women, children, uh, family members from all eras who have served and sacrificed and given and fought and bled for this country and the families that, as you've uh, you've said, the families certainly also serve. Uh, and and Fisher House is just one of the most extraordinary organizations. And I've been working with Fisher House for I think more than 15 years now, and uh, so proud to to work with Fisher House. Uh, Mary Considine, thanks so very much for being here and um you know join join the fight join the effort uh 888-294-8560 give ten dollars give fifty dollars give a million dollars if america's been that good to you this is the chris plant show And we are, of course, at 888-630-9625, as we often are. And today and tomorrow, today and tomorrow, we're uh, working to, hoping to, kicking in a little effort to raise money for the great people at uh, the Fisher House Foundation. And uh, their number to donate generously is 888 888- Two nine four, eight five six zero, and uh, for I, you know, I lose track of these things. But I think fifteen years, we've been doing this on our humble radio broadcast, and uh, over the years, have our listeners are uh, very, very patriotic, and generous and giving uh, people, and so we do very well, and uh, it's a, it really is an extraordinary organization, and the Fisher family. You know, they bought the aircraft carrier, the U.S. aircraft carrier, the USS Intrepid, and they parked it on the west side of Manhattan in New York City in the Hudson River and uh, turned it into a museum that people visit in droves with uh, all kinds of extraordinary airplanes in the, on the hangar deck and on the deck, on the flight deck of the aircraft carrier, um, including the SR-71 Blackbird, which if I were Elon Musk, I would buy an SR-71 Blackbird 
and restore it so that I could fly it around? Because it's the coolest thing ever built by man. Maybe. Pretty close, anyway. <laughs> Great stuff. And today, I am wearing my, my long-sleeve navy blue T-shirt with my USS Tulagi. That's my uh, father's aircraft carrier in World War II, CVE-72, with an uh, embroidered World War II aircraft carrier on there. Because I knew I was coming in for Fisher House. You know, it's what you do. Now, um, we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of uh, the usual madness from the Democrat Party, of course. And Joe Biden speaking to Native American tribes, nations yesterday, where he, as usual, made a fool of himself repeatedly because that's his role in our society. He's the president of the United States. He's supposed to be the leader of the free world, but he's really not. Uh, and uh, last night they had a big state dinner at the White House with, um, um, you know, Emmanuel Macron. Macron and fromage. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the French president. And he's staying in Blair House across the street from the White House where uh, left-wingers tried to assassinate Harry Truman walking in, and they shot and killed a White House police officer back then. Left-wing political violence, more left-wing political violence. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're going to mention Blair House, you got to mention the uh, uh, crazy Puerto Rican left-wing lunatics that uh, tried to assassinate Harry Truman. And the, <laughs> the, the big dinner last night, they flew in how many, Michael? How many Maine lobsters? 200. 200. 200 Maine lobsters. But PETA is protesting. Uh, you know, people eating tasty animals. They're protesting against Maine lobsters because the lobster fishermen, generations of lobster fishermen in Maine, delivering us delicious crustaceans. Um, <laughs> you know, T.S. Eliot, I should have been a, I should have been a pair of ragged claws scuttling across the floors of silent seas, that uh, proof rock thing. But um, <laughs> everybody loves, not everybody loves lobster, truly. But most normal people love lobster. The PETA people don't because they prefer crustaceans at the bottom of the ocean to human beings. They'll stand in front of trains to stop a shipment of lobsters from being delivered and then send a check to Planned Parenthood because and fund Larry Krasner, uh, the uh, Soros, Soros-backed prosecutor in Philadelphia who's in charge of the skyrocketing murder rates. You know how they are, these people. Uh, and we've got lots of uh, lots of other uh, crazy. You know, I, I mentioned the Satan stuff yesterday, and I never actually got to it because there are too many crazy things that the Democrats give me. There was a yet another mass murder by yet another Democrat. This one at a Walmart in Virginia. Um, I, I I I guess just last week. It's a little hard to keep track. The you know we had the the. Uh, what do you call him, non-binary guy who massacred people at the gay bar Club Q in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And the news media immediately tried to paint it as a Republican, and Republican rhetoric did this. No, the non-binary Democrat did it again, all right? Um, but the, you know, the fake narrative is what it's all about. That's what information dominance is for, all right? But we, uh, we learned that the Andre Bing is the name of the Democrat that murdered his colleagues at the Walmart in Virginia. And he left a death note, what he called a, a death note, where he said he was led by Satan. He was led by Satan. 
or the Democratic Party. And uh, he harassed colleagues uh, who, uh, he said, gave evil, twisted grins. He said they gave evil, twisted grins, and, and, uh, but he was led by Satan to commit this murder. He also wrote that colleagues harassed him. Said Democrats say, see, he was bullied. And uh, compared him to notorious cannibal serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And because he resented being compared to a serial killer, he became a mass murderer. And he said that he was led by Satan, which uh, those are not Republican Party values, I've got to say. So the the uh, IB Times had the story of Virginia Walmart mass shooter, shooter Andre Bing left a suicide note in which he whined about being, quote, mocked by his colleagues. And they said he was led by Satan to kill six of his co-workers for doing so. And, um, you know, got this uh, Satan thing in, in Chesapeake, Virginia. 31-year-old lunatic. You see, still picture of him. He looks like a crazy killer. And uh, then he became a crazy killer. And because he looks like a crazy killer and goes around with a look on his face like he's a crazy killer, his, co- his colleagues, his co-workers made fun of him. They mocked him. So uh, because he was led by Satan, he says in his death note, he had to kill all these people and then kill himself. So that's the, the Satan story. And, um, he's, uh, and they compared him to Jeffrey Dahmer, and he resented that the serial killer who kidnapped and sexually abused little boys, Democrats don't necessarily kidnap, and then they, uh, uh, and uh, then he, uh, you know, killed them, and he ate parts of them, at least he ate parts of them, because he was a cannibal. And uh, they mocked him and called him Jeffrey Dahmer, so he became a mass murderer. See how that goes? And then he said he was led by Satan in his note. Had to do that before because he killed himself, therefore he wasn't there to testify. Now, you know, the uh, non-binary mass murderer in Colorado Springs, he was captured by a big, brave U.S. Army major who tackled him and took the gun away from him and, and stuff. And so he's in custody. He didn't have a chance to kill himself. He did murder five people there, the non-binary guy. And he's not a Republican. It wasn't Republican rhetoric. He, uh, that was just another media lie, another false narrative, another fraud, another fake. That's the thing about them. And maybe it, you know, it reminded me when I saw the Andre Bing, Satan inspired him. It reminded me that the Democrats across the country, and the Washington Post had a story on this a couple of years ago now, basically advocating, you know, saying, look, Look uh, for the the after-school Satan Club coming to a uh, school near you. The Christian Post also had a story on it. After-school Satan Club at elementary school draws parents' ire. Now, I, I would hope that it would, and I would think that it would. But if you're a Democrat, maybe not. Maybe so, well, after-school Satan Club, well, I've got to be open-minded about the after-school Satan Club. At the same time, of course, the Democrats fight in court to ban the Bible in school, to ban, they went all the way to the Supreme Court, trying to punish a high school football coach who would say a prayer on the field after a game, thanking uh, God that his, uh, his kids were not injured on the field. And uh, the Democrats fought that all the way to the Supreme Court to try to ban a simple prayer on the field. But the Democrats are not fighting the after-school Satan Club uh, at any level. At the school board meeting, certainly not all the way to the Supreme Court. But that's your Democrat Party. After school, Satan Club, ban Bible, ban prayer in school, ban crosses and crucifixes. 
banned prayer after a football game, and encouraged the after-school Satan Club. That's your Democrat Party. That's the Democrat Party in 2022. They're not what they used to be. It's uh, honestly, it's Rosemary's baby. They they uh, took these things a little too seriously, I think. Don't you think? Um, uh, crazy people. These crazy, crazy people. Uh, we've also got Elon Musk. Did you know that Elon Musk has ten children? He has ten children, not by one woman or anything. Um, but he's a free speech guy, so he is. He's not the apple of the Democrat Party's eye. It would be fair to say. He's, the, uh, he's their target. Free speech is something that they violently and vehemently oppose and will shout down, will try to pass laws again. We got, uh, what's her name? We'll get to that in, in a bit, but uh, uh, Focahannis was out there. Oh, one person shouldn't have that kind of a power or influence over information. It was fine when it was Jack Dorsey or when it's Mark Zuckerberg or... You know, when it's the New York Post or, uh, excuse me, the New York Times or the uh, New York Post actually reports the news that the Democrats then try to quash. They try to crush. Uh, let's, go to the, uh, let's go to the telephones, Michael, because uh, we are raising money for Fisher House today, today and tomorrow, because we love, we love Fisher House. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Tony calling from Bethesda, Maryland. Tony, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Chris. Hey, Tony. Thank you very much for the honor of being one of the lead-off calls for the second year in a row for Fisher House. Excellent, this, excellent. Uh, the Fisher House is very important to us at uh, the company that I work at. It's a company called D9 Tech Resources. We're a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. And we're I'm calling for two reasons. One, we're honored to donate $2,000 to the uh, program this year. Excellent. And two, just as important, we'd like to challenge our fellow companies. Many of my colleagues listen to your program regularly, and we'd like to challenge them to do the same thing. You know, um, we take great pride in supporting veterans of all types, service disabled and otherwise, at our company. And we give preferential treatment to hiring veterans wherever it's uh, allowable by law. Hmm. And... We really celebrate our veterans and are thrilled to give them an opportunity to continue to serve after they've left the uh, uh, service of the military. We are overwhelmed by the support that you constantly show for servicemen and women. I, I can't tell you how much of a smile it, it brings to my face when you hang up with someone and say, we're saluting you. Mm. Um, so we at D9 Tech are saluting you, Chris Plant, and thanking you for your support for Fisher House a fabulous, fabulous place. It really is. It's such a great organization. The family is so great, and they, you know, they've been uh, very <laughs> successful, the, the Fisher family in uh, real estate in New York and beyond. And, and uh, they, they said, well, what are we going to do to give back? What are we going to do to, uh, you know, to support the United States of America? They immediately went to the, to, uh, they decided that the military needed support. They filled a gap, right, Tony, that the uh, VA and, and, uh, the healthcare system does not accommodate taking care of families 
when we have uh, wounded, and it's not just combat wounded, but also people dealing with cancer, even for the children of, you know, our active duty military in the hospital. Family has no place to stay. They're stuck at some hellhole motel down the street. And Fisher House said, well, we can we can fill that gap. We can, and they, they build Fisher Houses outside of military hospitals and even on the grounds of military hospitals to accommodate in really nice places. You've probably been to at least one, huh, Tony? Multiple. And, and Chris, until you visit one, it's really hard to put into perspective just how much of a service it is to the families. Yep. You know, if you have someone in the hospital and you have to travel to visit them, then there's also the travel back and forth between where you're staying and where the hospital is located. It's just amazing how much thought went into the Fisher House when when Mr. Fisher, Zachary Fisher, and his wife, Elizabeth, first envisioned this. You know, he's been gone for almost a quarter of a century. Yeah. But the legacy that he's left, you know, people say, hey, I can only imagine what you're going through. Well, when a family's at the Fisher House, they're with people who know exactly what they're going through. And emotionally, that's such tremendous support right there. Um, I just can't say enough about it, and I yeah. really appreciate the support that you've provided. And uh, I just want to mention another great American, in addition to Zachary Fisher, is our owner, uh, Greg Gomez, who is a service-disabled veteran, used to support special operators as their communications officer, and he is celebrating his birthday today. So you picked a great day to start. No Thanks. kidding. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Tony. What a great call. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's December 1st. You know what happens later in December? It's uh, Christmas time. And I've been to Fisher Houses at Christmas time, and they're, um, it's like, you, you know, you walk in and say, wow. If only, uh, you know, any house I ever lived in looked this nice. Um, great, great stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. And uh, for Fisher House donations, 888-294. 8560. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Oh, a great call from uh, Tony there. We've also taken in Thomas and Chantilly, $1,000, and Don Hoffiger's air conditioning and heating, $2,000. David from Warrington, $1,000. And right now, let's go to Denise Dolan who's vice president in charge of development for the Fisher House Foundation. Hey, Denise, how are you? Good morning, Chris. Thank you for having me. We look forward to this every year. Well, so do we. So do we. And uh, such a great organization. Now, tell me, your your grandfather, a World War II vet uh, in the Pacific, New Guinea, lost in the jungle there. You uh, and your family, you're, you're a member of the Daughters of the American Revolution, so your family's been fighting wars for America for quite some time. Um, tell me about um, how you got involved with Fisher House and what's going on this year with Fisher House. Uh, at Fisher House, uh, we, in addition to WMAL and all the great people there and the listeners, uh, we have been working hard uh, to expand uh, the road to 100, the houses to 100. We're at, currently at Fisher House number 93. Mm. And we have just great supporters around the country that help us and uh, have a great passion for what we do. The um, 
the thing that is happening right now, we have an incredible plan giving program where people call and leave us in their will. And then this time of year, we have the uh, individuals who call us and they are making their required minimum distribution uh, through their IRAs and making a charitable donation to Fisher House. So we are incredibly blessed. Uh, Dave Coker let us know this morning that when you all helped us for the first time, we had 31 Fisher Houses and today we have 93. So we've seen this program triple with all of your support and you've been such a important part of that period of growth for the network of Fisher Houses around the country. Well, that's very generous. Dave Coker's a great American. He's, he's the president of the Fisher House Foundation and, and of course, a veteran himself and a great American and one of the nicest people you'll, you'll meet anywhere. Um, now, I saw, I was reading about you and your grandfather was lost in the jungles of New Guinea for days in uh, WWII? He was. Uh, he was, uh, let's, let's just put this in perspective. He was a farm boy from Missouri. He was drafted in June of 1941, and that was six months before Pearl Harbor. And then he came home in December of 45. So he was there for the duration of the U.S. involvement. Um, but he came home, um, Bronze Star, and didn't talk about it because he said it was too terrible to talk about. And sometime after 9-11, he decided he wanted to tell his story, but he was diagnosed with Lewy Body's dementia. So we never got to tell that or hear that story, which is really unfortunate. Wow, that is but, terribly unfortunate. Wow. Well, the greatest generation, and I'm... You know, it's so great that you grew up with him and that you got to know him and that uh, that he saw so much in life. Thank you so much, Denise. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.